Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of The Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Do you want to record the episode on sliding doors? Can I sleep on it and then have a chance to digest the movie and then we can record tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. Okay. You made me watch. Why'd you make me watch this? You made me watch something I didn't like. Next time we'll watch. watch sliding doors mm-hmm. basically the Allison. movie is about Gwen yes Paltrow. listen sometimes we're plonked into people's lives when they just need to be cheered up and reassured and it turns out that for some reason it's your job we don't know why and in your case it's my job you made me watch sliding doors i did are you gonna do a quote now every time <laughs> it's fun isn't it yeah sure it's cute i love you <laughs> I love you too. So, yeah, I made you watch Sliding Doors, starring Gwyneth Paltrow before she was putting rocks in her vagina. <laughs> John Hanna, John Lynch, and Gene Triplehorn, along with some others. Yeah, Zara Turner. Yes. Playing Anna, Gwyneth Paltrow. Her best bestie. Yeah, yeah, her bestie. Essentially, it is a movie where it's two storylines that just run parallel, and it all hinges on whether or not she makes the train or doesn't make the train, and yeah. whether or not her life is any better if she makes the train or if she doesn't. I was really impressed with the way it jumped from storyline to storyline so well. Mm-hmm. Like, that was so well done. I avoided yeah. this movie because I, I'm not really a Gwyneth Paltrow fan. Well, who is these days? <laughs> uh, probably Bruce Paltrow and Blythe Danner. Bruce Paltrow is dead. Well, he can still be a fan of hers from heaven. I guess. I think the biggest fan of Gwyneth Paltrow is Gwyneth Paltrow. Steven Spielberg's her godfather. Well, she's yeah. from a showbiz I family. But this is when she was still very likable. Really. Yeah. Really, really, sort of really well. Just like, yeah. yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow plays someone who's British in it. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> which I don't understand. Like it could have easily, because her boyfriend's cheating on her with- um, An American woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Played by- Jean Triplehorn. Yeah, Jean Triplehorn from our favorite movie, Waterworld. Mm-hmm. And it could have easily just been that the dude was into American women- yeah. Like a lot of the movie just felt like a showcase for Gwyneth Paltrow to say, hey, look, my husband at the time from Coldplay is English. So I know how to do an English accent. I don't know if they were married then. I don't know. Who cares? It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't really yeah. matter. I wonder, too, because it sounded good. But then again, mm-hmm. we're not from Mary Old England. Um, 
I wish people could also see the face you made. <laughs> yeah. When you said that. Why? Because it was outrageous. What? Because you were really proud of yourself <laughs> as you were saying that, knowing it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> I speak the Queen's English. Mm. I don't know what that was. God blimey. I really wish you'd stop. I'm chuffed. <laughs> <laughs> no. Benedict Cumberbatch has finally figured out how to do an American <laughs> accent. Yeah. And I wonder if his accent to us initially sounded l- like if her accent to them <laughs> sounded like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because his accent was very like, I'm an American citizen. And, you know, where it's very much like. He sounded uh, like an alien trying to convince <laughs> everyone that. <laughs> yes. I am from Earth, yeah, fellow human beings. I am an Earthling, and I speak like Earthlings. I breathe oxygen, and <laughs> yeah, it was pretty god awful. Expel waste through a hole between In... my butt cheeks. Yeah, people are like, "Yeah, bro, we all do." <laughs> I shake hands when I meet new people. There's an Alan Tudyk show. That I watched the first season with my mom called Resident Alien, mm-hmm. where he plays an alien trying to assimilate as a human being. Mm-hmm. And at the be- beginning, especially, he talked like that. And I kept thinking, oh, Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> and who knows? Maybe she does a spot on accent, but maybe she also does a nondescript, non regional, like, oh, yeah, you're just getting the vowels right and dropping your r's yeah dropping your r's dropping your r's i don't know she had a very like proper posh kind of accent which i think is kind of generic yeah i can't really comment on it it just annoyed me that it just felt like yeah i'll do the movie but i really want to do a british accent (laughs) like she'd been in like four movies where she had to do a british british (sighs) accent it was very maybe she's fucking great at it i don't know I don't know either. I mean... That wasn't my main problem with the movie. What was your main problem? My main problem with the movie is, tell me one (laughs) thing about her best friend's life outside of facilitating her. Oh, not a thing. Yeah. I think she was an artist. Mm. Her best friend was played by Zara Turner. Mm -hmm. Anna is the character's name. Anna. Oh no. She has a nice house. Yeah. I, I think she was painting. I don't know. Maybe in one scene. I really couldn't tell you. She yeah. just existed. And then Jerry, the cheater, his buddy is Clive. Does he own the diner where Gwyneth Paltrow gets a job? Or were those different people? I think they were different people. I really couldn't tell you. Yeah, I couldn't tell you anything about that guy. And I really liked him. And if he didn't own the diner, why not have him own the diner? And then we can see a different side of his personality where he's kind of like ragging on Jerry for being a scumbag. He does do that. Yeah. That's the only like thing about him that I know is that he's like, you're a piece of shit. Stop coming to me and trying to get sympathy when you're having your cake and eating it, too. But he's laughing at him, too. Like, he finds the whole situation funny. That's true. He's like, oh, look at you. You're having such a rough time cheating on your girlfriend with another woman who's in love with you. If he didn't play Gwyneth Paltrow's boss, which for some reason I think he did. Mm -hmm. But 
they should have had him play the boss. And then that way we could have found like, how is he reacting? Maybe he's sympathetic to her or we could have had some sort of character arc for him. Or we could have had Anna say like, wow, all you ever do is talk about yourself. Yeah. How about you ask me how my day's going? None of the background characters or secondary characters had lives at all. It just kind of made me think of like crazy rich Asians where every single character in that movie and Had it was a, a huge movie. Huge cast. Yeah. yeah. You knew something about them mm-hmm. other than their relationship to the main couple. No, I agree. But I do think that that was common in rom-coms in the 90s where you had a lot of um, accessory friends they were just there to serve as to help move the plot along when needed. They they weren't fully fleshed out or anything like that. I think Clive is a different guy than the boss because there are two kind of stocky looking stern mm-hmm. gentlemen on IMDb and uh, I just... I'm so sorry. <laughs> Peter Howitt wrote and directed it. Mm-hmm. Like he acts too. He plays the his character is just cheeky bloke. He's the young guy who tries to uh, flirt with her while she's working. And then she says, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do this, 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 and this, and this after work. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And you would think a guy who acts as well uh-huh. would want to write rich characters. Okay. These are all fair points. However, you and I both know that much of the movie making process involves a lot of people telling you what to do yeah and maybe Things they did have lives out. and yeah test screening audiences were like i just want more gwyneth paltrow yeah she was kind of the it girl around this time you know she was i think she was like dating brad pitt and she was very much like oh like she's so cute it was before she got really annoying yeah and pretentious and terrible yeah, and started putting stones in her vagina. She does do that. She also steams her vagina, which... Wait, she what? On her website, she has this thing where you, like, stand over... You steam your vagina. It seems very unsanitary to me. To do... Why? I don't know. For your vagina health. I just remember people making fun of it. They're like, why? Are you making tea? That seems disgusting. <laughs> I mean... I don't want my vagina to be all sweaty. No. That just doesn't seem, like, good for it. Like, sometimes after I've had, like, too spicy food, Uh I'll uh, get a teapot and, uh, you know, boil some water and then put some drops of essential oil eucalyptus in it. How dare you. And peppermint. Uh-huh. And then what and do then you I'll, do? I'll squat down Honestly, over it. it's a very <laughs> cute hairstyle, but when she turns to the side, it is the can I speak to the manager haircut. <laughs> and I'm like, ooh. Like, it looks really cute from the front, but mm-hmm. then she turns to the side. I'm like, ooh. It's got That's that funny. stacked up back. It's not, not good. John Hanna, you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. plays James, who is the love interest in the version where she has discovered that her boyfriend john lynch was cheating on her yes i knew immediately that i knew john hannah from the mummy movies mm-hmm. with brendan fraser and i was like oh, i i keep picturing him in other things but that's pretty much all i've seen him in yes i mean he's also in uh four weddings and a funeral 
but I don't really remember him in that that well because it's such an ensemble cast. I honestly have never seen Four Weddings and a Funeral. Oh, wow. It was um it was a movie that my parents watched. It it came out when I was pretty young. It was just one that I was too young to to watch it. Mhm. Um and I think my parents wouldn't let me watch it cuz it was kind of sexy. Mm, I mean it's just a Hugh Grant, you know, rom-com. It was rated R, that's why. Oh. It was okay. it's four wedding four weddings and a funeral is rated R, so I wasn't allowed to watch it. I wasn't allowed to watch rated R movies for a while. Oh, it surprises me that's rated R. They probably say fuck or cunt or something. Great. Now this podcast <laughs> is rated R. I know. I really like John Hanna a lot. Yeah, he's actually very very charming and like he just really is very likable and sweet and he really sells it. I was very proud of myself too because I did spend way too much time watching it wondering does he have an Irish accent or a Scottish <laughs> accent? And then I eventually settled on now nah, that's a Scottish accent and I am right. You are. He is Look Scottish. at you. But um, I did miss completely that Zara Turner is Irish. Oh. And um, I really liked her, too. Yeah, she's great. She hasn't worked since 2011, unless yeah. maybe she's doing theater now or something. Probably. But that uh, Theater is very big in London, so very likely she's doing theater or something I wonder like if that. she's done a Martin McDonough play. Maybe. That'd be cool. So We sat next to you during the very first screening of... Of Three, bo- so, three, three billboards. billboards. Outside Ebbing, Missouri. And I fucking... So it was him, his assistant, and then me. And then me. And then Mike. And I turned to you and I was like, that's him, isn't it? It's him. And you were like, yeah, it's him. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. So the entire movie, I was like silent, but just like, it was so good. The first cut that we saw. I don't even know that they changed anything. I don't think they did. Um, We were part of the focus group at the end. Yeah. And that was where I did my grandstand when they were like, oh, anyone confused by anything? And I remember there was someone with a sleeveless shirt. Mm Mm-hmm. That was like, oh, I didn't get blah, blah, blah. And that was when I said, Martin McDonough is the greatest writer of our generation. (laughs) I remember when they were still sitting next to us. I was like, that was a perfect movie. They shouldn't change anything as loud as I could so that he could hear it. Yeah, that's how we became best friends with Martin McDonough. (laughs) I wish, I really wanted that to happen. I really wanted to walk out of the theater and have Martin McDonough go, Thanks. You're all Thanks. right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I could say, In Bruges is a masterpiece, but your plays are stellar. Aw, and then you guys would have kissed a little bit. Yeah, maybe. I maybe. Mean, can only hope. Um, so that one was of the, the only name dropping I could do oh, okay. for this episode. I had to <laughs> <laughs> squeeze it, and we've probably I told know. that story on the podcast I don't know before. if we have. I know we've told it a million times to people because it's very exciting, but... I don't think we've told it on the podcast. Um, so one of the things that um, I didn't like about this movie, and it's literally the only thing I didn't like, is how <laughs> much they were like, don't forget, Gwyneth Paltrow is nailing her British accent. So she's going to say bollocks and wanker and bloody hell a ton. I wish I was good enough at accents to know if she did nail it or not. I think it was pretty solid. Okay. But I found it. It was every time she was like, bollocks. He's bollocks. He's a wanker. Like, anytime she did anything like that, I was like, oh, my God. 
that's not how people fucking talk. <laughs> like, people aren't constantly saying bollocks and wanker well, and bloody hell. That's the writer. Constantly. Yes. No, it wasn't. No, I'm not saying it was her. It was just her character was constantly doing that. And it really <laughs> bothered me. But that was it. I was very happy that when she got fired, I said, oh, she got sacked. And then later she tells her boyfriend, I got sacked. I got sacked, yeah. One of the things in this movie that I actually really like that they did is they're like, so it seems like if she had made the train and gotten home and caught her boyfriend, that she would have been better off because she goes and she stays with her friend and she, you know, doesn't have to get a job right away and she's able to like start her own business. And it just really seems like she's hit, things are really coming together with her and james and then she gets hit by a car then and she dies. gets fucking hit by a car and dies but so, in the other timeline she ends up in the hospital at the same time both timelines because jerry pushes her down the stairs yes at the end at like the end, yeah. towards the end when the timelines are kind of coming back together well actually one is stopping and the other one right. is continuing <laughs> yeah so but she, then she ends up meeting james anyway she does end up so yeah so the second timeline when you know she she has to get another job right away because she ha- she's still living with her boyfriend who's a writer but he's just being a piece of shit and mooching off of her so she has to get you know two jobs and she's working in a cafe and she's a waitress and she's delivering sandwiches and you know she's you know busting her butt not doing what she wants to do and then you know she the woman that her boyfriend is having an affair with gets pregnant and apparently also Gwyneth Paltrow has gotten pregnant and she's going to interview for what she thinks is a job in PR but it's really the mistress has called to meet up with her and and call out Jerry and be like hey I'm trying to decide if I should keep your boyfriend's baby or not so she takes off and as she's running down the stairs Jerry kind of grabs her and she falls down the stairs she leaves him after that in both scenarios she loses the baby but she's pregnant by a different guy so she's either pregnant by her boyfriend or she's pregnant by James and uh, obviously in the James scenario she's dies she fucking dies it's so sad but in the other one you know when she's leaving the hospital one of the through lines is that James's mom is in the hospital and she's not doing well so as she's leaving the hospital she runs into James in the elevator again and they strike up a conversation so she would have met him anyway so even though it seems like in the other scenario when she catches him right away she would have been better off the truth is I mean, unless she wanted to be dead. (laughs) (laughs) I think it says something, too, that I really liked James as a character, in spite of the fact that the shorthand that they did to show that he's a a fun, charismatic dude is that he reenacts scenes of Monty Python at get togethers with friends, where in real life, (laughs) if someone did that, I'd put their phone number on block. Uh, I'm going to be honest. Generally speaking, I don't think people like to just have one person sit there and perform a scene for them. <laughs> like, whoa, whoa, as whoa, entertainment. whoa, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean like if you were sitting there and you were like, let me just reenact this scene from like Step Brothers just by myself. 
it's awkward. I but like, I mean, it worked in 1999 it, for this guy. I'm like, Man, it's it's fine. It's an interesting idea, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's executed as well as it could have been. That's fair. I still liked it, and I didn't find Gwyneth Paltrow too off-putting. Oh, wow. This is kind of interesting. Hmm. Peter Howitt, one of his acting roles is he's on a TV show called Defying Gravity that only lasted one year. Mm-hmm. It was Ron Livingston from Office Space. Yeah. But it was created by James D. Perriott, who also created Voyagers, where I did that Voyagers oh, podcast. Yeah, that's right. Until I talked to Mina Palouse and then uh, was like, well, I guess that's probably going to be the best episode. So why, <laughs> t- why do more episodes that aren't going to be as good as this? Oh, yeah. yeah. And cool. I also got tired of watching Voyagers because I loved it as a child. Oh, it didn't hold up? No. Oh, that's too Much bad. Much like sliding doors. Aw. Wah, wah. Remember when I got the Beetlejuice Yeah, I got you the show? Beetlejuice cartoon. The animated series that yeah. was on that I fucking loved as a kid, and we were watching the first episode, and I was like, I don't think this is going to hold up. Yeah. I haven't gotten through it yet, and I loved that show. I was just listening to an interview with Sally Struthers, and it made me want to start rewatching all of the All in the Family episodes, but I'm scared that it won't hold up. I, I've caught reruns, I'd say, probably in the last 10 or 15 years, and it seemed to hold up. Yeah. I mean, it obviously still has, you know, Archie Bunker's kind of a dick, but... Oh, I mean, that was the idea. Exactly. Like, that's the point. I used to watch Wings religiously, but I couldn't (laughs) tell you one thing about Wings other than some of the cast members and the fact that they worked for a small airline that I think was called Piper Air or something like that. Yeah, it was in Nantucket. Nantucket Air. Yeah. Okay, so I didn't even get the name of that right. No, I think it was in Nantucket. It might have been Piper Air, but I remember it took place in Nantucket. Okay. Because it was just a real teeny tiny airport. So the fact and Thomas I, Hayden Church was the mechanic. Yeah, Lowell. Lowell. Yep. The fact that I can't remember the storylines of any episode at all makes me feel like that show doesn't hold up. <laughs> I remember the cold open for one of them. What was it? They had dug up a time capsule because they were doing like some kind of like demolition on like their childhood neighborhood or whatever was being like rebuilt or something. That's Bob's Burgers. No, it isn't. So they opened the time capsule or they brought a time capsule to the lady who worked at the lunch counter or whatever. And they were like, oh my God, look, like we found the time capsule. Let's open it up. And when they opened it up, it was their dead dog. And they were like, we got the wrong 10. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so they had to run back and go get the other one. That's the I only one I can really remember. I don't know what's grosser about him, right. his um, lack of backbone or the fact that he's just a, a cheater. Like, he's just, he's, he's so awful. The fact that there are literally two women in love with him in this movie, I'm like, how? He must have the biggest dick. Like, I can't imagine why anyone would want to stay with someone who... Additionally, just doesn't really seem all that interested in the women that he's with. Like, he doesn't seem all that interested in Gwyneth Paltrow. He doesn't seem all that interested in Jean Triplehorn. She seemed like she was just enjoying the game of making his life difficult. Yeah, she seemed like she was having a real good time. 
having an affair with a guy who was in a relationship. Minnie Driver, my co-star from the movie Conviction, there uh-huh. was a name drop that I could have done closer related to this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was originally one of the people up for the Gwyneth Paltrow role. Mm. And Gillian Anderson from X-Files also auditioned for Oh, her. God, I love her. I would have rather seen either of them in the role. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, one of the problems with a lot of really good movies with Gwyneth Paltrow in them is that uh, she's so obnoxious now and pretentious and just like, ugh. But I'm still able to put that aside, I, w- I should say. She's got a vagina full of marbles. She does. And they're all loose. They are all loose. I don't know. It must be weird going to the bathroom. Yeah, she's lost some. She's lost her marbles. They just fall out like ding, ding, ding. Yeah. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the time that when I had my tongue oh, pierced, I swallowed one of the balls from, you know, it, uh-huh. it was like a bar. Yeah, yeah. And I thought maybe I spit it out when I spit out toothpaste or something like uh-huh. that. And then the next day, <laughs> I was sitting on the toilet, <gasps> and by itself, it just went, ding, <laughs> bottom of the bowl. Oh, my God. I didn't know that part. Yeah. Oh, my God. And you were like, well, that's where it lives now. <laughs> <laughs> my butt is a beepy gun. It, ooh, it was. Yeah. Ooh. <sighs> it traveled through me. At least it's surgical steel. <laughs> yep. And it wasn't one of those, like neon balls or whatever do you have any sliding door moments where you wonder if something had gone different at one particular moment in your life if how things would be different i'm sure i have a million of those but are there any that you ever think about i don't know not really Hmm. no i have a couple yeah like what when we first moved back to michigan Mm -hmm. my dad was looking at two different houses Mm mm-hmm and one of the houses was much bigger it had tons and tons of land in the back and brian and i were really looking forward to getting that house but then the house he ended up buying he just liked the blue carpet in the dining room that's right if we moved to the other one then i would have ended up going to different schools oh and i just wonder little things like Whenever I listen to certain music that I don't normally listen to because mm-hmm. it wasn't the stuff I listened to in high school, it kind of makes me wonder if music would be as important to me because there's some like generic shit that I'm like, oh, this is actually pretty good. Yeah. Where, you know, I have a pretty specific taste in certain kinds of metal and certain kinds of punk but i also find myself liking a lot of music like i love music so that's one of them Mm -hmm. and then the other one is my dad had a job offer in panama and ended up not going for it because brian and i freaked out and didn't want to move yeah to panama yeah yeah and i wonder how things would have been different even though it's part of the united states it's sort of like you know it's also like being in a different country yeah yeah for sure i actually went to a different high school than my brother even though we lived in the same house like and you know we had gone to school up and together until that point i do wonder sometimes if one of the reasons that i didn't stay close with people that i grew up with is because I went to that other high school. Like, even though, like, some, you know, my best friends at the time were going to that other high school, I do wonder sometimes, like, 
how different I would have been. Part of the reason that I felt okay with going to the other high schools, I was like, well, nobody knows me there. And it's a chance to like reinvent myself, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so was, you became a cheerleader. I did. I did. Well, I got bullied so hard in middle school that I was like, nobody's going to know about that. You know, nobody's going to know that, you know, people made fun of me in middle school maybe it'll be better and i think it was in some ways but also i feel like i don't really talk to anybody that i went to high school with anymore there's like a handful of people that i'm still in contact with and i just i just wonder here's one that's really big for us Mm -hmm. what if mike leibovitz hadn't visited michigan and wanted to hit as many open mics as he could that one night and what if me him and angel hadn't gone to the painted lady like i think you and i would have eventually run into each other yeah but would it have gone like that perfect storm situation where that was the show where you felt up to coming up to me and (laughs) flirting as awkwardly as you did yeah you know I, i don't know yeah I mean, there's so many opportunities to say, like, well, what would have happened if I had done this or done that? But I'm so happy with our lives and where we are. Yeah. So I guess I don't feel the need to really wonder about much else. Yeah, I I feel like I'm living the best possible timeline. Yeah. I always think about that, too, with the TV show that DJ and I were developing. Mm -hmm. If that had gotten picked up my dad would have still died. That wouldn't have stopped that from happening. Mm-hmm. And then I would have had to have dealt with during the first season of that, having to leave and go back to Michigan and then wondering who was going to take care of my mom. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like the perfect sliding door situation where if Netflix had said yes and the show got picked up, then... It would seem like every good thing was happening, mm-hmm. but, you know, it would just be so much stress. Yeah, and like, would it who, still turn out okay? Yeah, who knows what would have happened to my mom because, you know, my brother doesn't live that close to where she was living. and No, and then they ended up buying that property that was even further away. Well, they had that, but, you know, they had the mother-in-law suite for my brother's mother-in-law. And yeah. Yeah. So so it's like, what would they have done? Yeah. So I think even though at the time it didn't feel like I was, it, it felt like I uh, uh, missed the train. Mm-hmm. But now I'm glad that I missed the train because I didn't get hit by a car and all the uh, pebbles fell out of my snatch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I keep rocks in my butt. <laughs> oh, I know. It's weird that you do that. Yeah. I, uh. You really got to stop. Yeah, sometimes when I go for strolls, if I see like a really jagged rock, no. I'm like, ooh. No. <laughs> it's a bum stone. No. No bum stones. Oh, you got to yes. be careful when you sneeze because it just sounds like you're dropping a bunch of change. <laughs> um. Well, I also keep change in there, too. Oh, <laughs> I call it my back pocket coin purse. Jesus Christ. Where are we? What have we done? This is insane. I know. It was a serious discussion for a little mm-hmm. bit. If we had recorded this episode last night, my thoughts would have been a bit different on it. They might have been.
Yeah. I love you. I love you too. Just did not love sliding doors. <laughs> okay. I liked it. It was fine. All right. Yeah. I'm All not right. mad at you. Oh, it seems like you are though. I, you didn't let me finish. I'm not mad at you for making me watch this. Oh, but you're mad at me about other things? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what you did. No, I don't. Tell me. You know what you did. No. I don't know. All right. Thanks for listening. To- <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. I'm well, not mad at you. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Fucking weirdo. Are you talking to me or the cat? Um, both of you. Oh, okay. Right. I love you, too. All right. Till next week, where I make you watch a movie that involves suggested bestiality. Ooh. Mm. I'm so excited. It's actually a great movie. Well, we'll see, won't we? I will put money on you liking this movie. All right. Well, You're we'll like, see. how is she running like that with all the stones in her vagina? <laughs> when she got hit by the car at the end, I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, they must have all just sprayed out. <laughs> Those pebbles shot out like buckshot. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Lordy. All righty. Well, Lordy put stuff in her vagina, too? I don't think so. No. Yeah. She seems pretty level-headed. Yeah, she seems pretty cool. Yeah. All right. All right. So Bye. this has been Vagina Talk with Mike and Allison. You're all welcome. Oh, yeah. We didn't say our names at the top. I'm Allison. And I'm Mike. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.